Praise the Lord. This is Evangelist Julius Adewumi of the Gospel Distribution Ministry. So I'm preaching from the book of Hebrews chapter 11. And in last broadcast, we talked about the fate of Abel and also the fate of Enoch. That pleased God, who pleased God and did not die. God took him away that he should not see death. Now in verse 7, I go to the fate of Noah. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 7. By faith, Noah being warned of God of things not seen as yet moved with fear prepared an ark to the saving of his house by the which he condemned the world came here of the righteousness which is by faith the Bible was here talks about the faith of Noah I know that many of you that are listening to me on the radio land have heard the story of Noah and the flood that took away the whole world Noah and all and his family alone were saved. And the Bible said it was an example for us because in this end time, the only ark of salvation, the only ark of safety again is Jesus Christ. This time it's not going to, it's not going to be just eight souls that will be saved. It will be those who are trusting in the Lord Jesus Christ that will be saved because destruction is coming to the world again. Let's read it in the book of Peter. Because what happened in those days when Noah and his family alone were saved, God has said something similar to that is going to happen again in to this world. And let's read it from what Apostle Peter wrote in Second Peter, Second Peter chapter three, from verse eight. Say, but beloved, be not ignorant of this one thing that one day is with the Lord as a thousand years. And a thousand years as one day. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness, but is long sovereign to us world, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in the which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. The earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up. That is the world we are in right now. Seeing then that all these things shall be dissolved, what manner of persons ought ye to be in all holy conversation and godliness? Looking for and resting unto the coming of the day of God. We are in the heavens, being on fire shall be dissolved, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. So nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for new heavens and a new earth. We are in dwelling righteousness. Now, remember that Apostle Peter was telling us this heaven that we are that we see right now will be dissolved. In chapter three, second Peter chapter three, verse four. See there will be mockers at the last time that we say, Where is the promise of his coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of the creation. See for this they willingly are ignorant of that by the word of God the heavens were of old and the earth standing out of the water and in the water whereby the world that then was being overflowed with water perished that was the days of Noah See, but the heavens and the earth which are now by the same word are kept in store reserved unto fire against the day of judgment and perdition of ungodly men that is, the world in the days of Noah was destroyed by water. 
by flood. You see, the water we're in right now has been kept in store that is reserved for fire. And he said, You that is listening to me, you better prepare for that. And the only hack of safety, like the ark, the only one ark giving to Noah was the ark of safety in those days. In this time, the ark of safety is in Jesus Christ, not in your religion, but in Jesus Christ. Not in one religion or the other, but in Jesus, in a person, Jesus Christ. You've got to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and accept Him as your Lord and Savior and let Him come and take over your life and lead you out of this danger and bring you into Himself. So that is the only ark of safety, the Lord Jesus Christ. Just like the ark of safety in those days was the ark of Noah. Now, let's go on and see the story here. He said, by faith, Noah being warned of God of things not seen as yet, moved with fear. Now, that was faith. God told him that God was going to destroy the earth, and he believed, and he trembled, and God told him what to do, and he did it, believing God. In similar fashion, we have been told by God, according to the scriptures, that this world that we are in right now is reserved for fire, to be destroyed by fire. And we that believe in the Lord Jesus Christ are the only people that are going to be saved. The Bible is full of this explanation. From the beginning to the end, the book of Genesis told us that only those whose names were written in the Lamb's book of life will be saved. And everybody else, no matter your religion, if your name is not in the Lamb's book of life, you will be thrown into the lake of fire. So you see, the ark of safety is in Jesus. Say, who is, where is this Lamb's book of life? That is the book of life that was with the Lamb of God, the Lord Jesus Christ. And our names have been written there from the foundation of the world. And He's calling those that are His to come. And uh, by the gospel that we are preaching to you, that accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. And that is how He's calling you and me. Accept Him as your Lord and Savior. He has died for you. He has paid the price by shedding His blood. And you are now to come and partake of the sacrifice by being washed by His blood and by, partake, by eating of His flesh and drinking of His blood. You have life in you. And what do you mean by drinking his blood and eating the flesh? That means Jesus Christ's spirit will come and be living inside you. When the spirit of Christ lives in you, that is when you have drink, drunk the blood of Jesus and you have eaten the flesh of Jesus. See, the spirit that gives life. The spirit of Jesus has to come and be living inside you. And you have to invite him. You see the difference? If you are a Muslim listening to me, you need to invite Jesus and repent from false religion and accept Jesus as your, as your Lord and Savior. You have to invite the Spirit of Jesus to come and take residence in you. That is how you accept Him as your Lord and Savior. And if you want to do that, at the end of this broadcast, I'm going to lead you in a prayer to invite Jesus to take over your life. The Spirit of Jesus has to come and be resident in you. That is the only way you will eat the flesh of Jesus and drink the blood of Jesus. You may say in, uh, in your own church or congregation, we are, if you are a of, of, a, of a religion where they are taking the sacrifice the sacrament is the blood of Jesus or the flesh of Jesus that is a symbol the sacrament or the breaking of bread is a symbol God gave to us but that is not the real thing the real thing is the spirit of Christ himself coming into you and living in you that is by you inviting Jesus to come on, onto your life one day and let him take over the sacrament is a symbol representing this. The sacrament itself will not do that for you. So listen to that. You've got to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Let him take residence in your life, in your heart. And let him lead your life from that day forward. 
Now, I said, after you have been born again, that is when you are in the ark of safety. The ark that is going to save us from the destruction that is coming to the world at the same time. But you've got to believe what we are telling you because Noah was preaching to them on that day also. In his days, but people that were listening, they didn't believe him. They thought their own religion would save them. They despised what Noah was telling them that God told him that that is the only way of escape and they didn't believe it. Now, God has told us and God has told me that this is the only way to escape the wrath of God that is coming. It is by accepting Jesus as your Lord and Savior and being in that Christ Jesus and let Christ be in you. That is the way to escape the fiery destruction of the world that is coming. You better believe it. Don't think your religion will save you. And do not think your good works will do it either. Because it is not by our good works that we are going to be saved. It is not by our religion that we are going to be saved. It is by trusting in the Lord Jesus Christ and walking with Jesus day by day. And let Jesus come and take residence in your life because he is in the spirit right now. And he wants to possess you. Jesus Christ said, ye must be filled with the Holy Ghost. You must be born again by water and by the Spirit of the living God. That is when He takes residence in you. When He is, when the Spirit of Christ comes and lives in you. Then, that is when you are sure of that salvation we are talking about. And this is what we are talking about today. That Christ in us is the only hope of our glory. Like they were destroying the days of Noah, not believing. Anyone that does not believe this gospel of Jesus Christ, we, we face that destruction when the wrath of God shall be poured upon the earth. And only those whose names were written in the Lamb's book of life shall be saved. And now let's go into the next, next story about the faith of Abraham in verse 8. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 8. By faith Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive, for an inheritance obeyed. And he went out, not knowing whither he went. By faith he sojourned in the land of promise as in a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. For he looked for a city which has foundations, whose builder and maker is God. Now let's stop there and think about this. What is faith of Abraham? The Bible said God spoke to Abraham. And how did God speak to Abraham? Did God manifest physically to him? For him to know that that must be God. God is speaking to you right now also through this preaching, through this Bible that he has written down, through the preachers, that this is the way of salvation. It is the same thing. When God spoke to Abraham, it could be by dreams or by visions. It's the same way God has been speaking over the years. If he has been, if there was a preacher, then God will have spoken to him through a preacher also. But God is speaking to you today by the preaching of the gospel, by the literature that you have read in the Bible about the end of the world, about what God is planning to do for mankind, about the only way of salvation, you've got to believe it and follow Jesus and, and cry unto God for, save, for salvation and he will save him. When God called Abraham, he gave me a promise that come to this place and, and serve me and I will give you this land for your inheritance. And he believed and he followed God. And he followed God that you perhaps could only hear his voice and he didn't see him. So we also sometimes have been ridiculed for fear for, for following an invisible being. We that are Christian, we are following a spirit, and that is Christ Jesus, who is alive still. He is still alive today. But he is invisible to the world. But he said, You will see me because I will manifest myself to you. 
So if you believe Jesus Christ, He can manifest Himself to you. Look at it in the Gospel in the Gospel of Saint John. Christ promised His disciples. He said that the world may see me no more from now on, because He was going back to the Father. He said, but ye will see me, because I live, ye shall live also. And Christ can manifest Himself to anybody if He wants to. He said, but blessed are they that do not see, but they believe. And we have to come in faith by believing. Come through the door by believing. That Christ is alive and is the same today as he was when he was walking in Galilee. And then let him manifest himself to you. He said, I will come and make my abode with you. I will sup with you and you with me. That is the promise of Jesus Christ. So what am I saying? I'm saying the Lord Jesus Christ is still alive today. In the spirit this time. And he's possessing the hearts of all that accepted him as Lord and Savior. To lead our life so that we can live holy and please God always. And that is the gospel. That Christ is coming and is giving power to people to set them free from sin. And his Bible says, as many as receive him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God. Even to them that believe on his name. Do you want to become a son of God? You need the power of Jesus Christ to come into you. So that you can use this power to become a son of God. And that is the sermon, the gospel. And that is what we are talking about. Hebrew chapter 11 as we are talking he said God told Abraham to come to a place where he will be given he didn't see this voice that was talking to him but he heard and he believed you may not see Jesus but you are hearing his sermons and his gospel you believe and come closer then he will manifest himself to you as you begin to do the exhortation as you begin to read the Bible as we have told you he will begin to manifest himself to you you begin to know that somebody is talking to you in the spirit somebody is talking to you in your dreams Somebody is talking to you in your visions. And he will begin to lead you. When you want to make a mistake, a voice will come to you. Because he will make your conscience to be active again. To be alive. That is the way Christ has made for us. That we can be saved and live a clean and pure life. Abraham followed God and God rewarded him. He sojourned in the land of promise like strangers. And the Bible says we are to count ourselves as strangers upon this earth also. That is why the Bible says we are not of this world. We belong to another kingdom. Once you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you are to live your life on this planet like strangers who do not belong to them. You know, are not part of them. That is, in all their in, in ungodly activities that they are all crazily running after, you are to separate yourself from those things. All the ungodly things that the world is crazy about, you are to separate yourself from those things and live like strangers who are not of this world. Like Christ said, that because I have chosen you out of the world, they may hate you for, for separating yourself like that, but you are, you are to continue to love them and tell them that the things they are running after is ungodly and evil and sinful. They may not like you, but that is the way God will be well pleased with you because angels will begin to work with you because you have been separated from the world into another world of angels. So Abraham was sojourning like strangers among them because he looked for a city that has foundations whose builder and maker is God. We also look for a city that is not from this world. A city that is built by God himself. That is what God has called you unto, listener. That as a Christian, begin to set your affections on things above and not on things upon the earth. So let your hope be on heaven. Say our conversation is in heaven. What does what that mean? That is, we only talk of heaven. We only think about heaven. We only discuss heaven. Only three discussions. That is all the worldly activities, all the worldly interests we are no more interested in. And that is why it's a shame when some Christians are are heavily involved in politics of the world. They wanted to save America from, from destruction by politics. 
then they are only they are only uh, they are only they are only Americans are not Christians. You have to be Christian first and then American second. You have to be Christian first and then your country second. You see, because the Bible says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and its righteousness, and all the other things shall be added unto you. That is, we have to seek God first. Very important. And that's what I want you to take note of. Abraham was sojourning like stranger among them because he seek a city that is built by God. We Christians are as expected to be not of this world. We are to seek a city which is the new Jerusalem God is building for, for, for us and to, be, to seek to please God and not to please the world. And that is very important. And again, we read to another faith here in verse 11 of Hebrews chapter 11. Through faith also Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed and was delivered of a child when she was past age because she judged him faithful who had promised. Therefore sprang there even of one and him as good as dead, so many as the stars of the sky in multitude, and as the sand which is by the seashore innumerable. Now what was he talking about here? He's talking about the fate of Sarah, the wife of Abraham, who had almost given up that day she may never have a child anymore. But God promised that the seed that he has promised will still come. And even though she laughed when God manifested to them like an angel, and told them that in about a year Sarah will be having a we carry a baby. The Sarah will have a baby. And she laughed in herself, thinking that when she's already old, will she be having pleasure again? But God said, Why did Sarah laugh? And she was scared, she she lied, she denied and said, I didn't laugh. And the Bible said, You laugh. God said you laughed. And God said he will bring that child. And she had to believe it. Number one, she has no choice anyway. However, she believed it. In Genesis chapter let me read the story where Abraham was visited by two angels. Genesis chapter 19. Actually from chapter 18. This is where God manifested to Abraham with two angels. Verse 15 is here and verse 14. Let me start from verse 11. Now Abraham and Sarah were old and well stricken in age and it ceased to be with Sarah after the manner of women. What does that mean? It means that Sarah has actually not been having what you call monthly period that women have by um, for years now. So people assume that once that has stopped, nobody no no woman can have a baby. But for God all things are possible. Now verse twelve said therefore when when the angel spoke the angel spoke in verse nine. Because they said unto Abraham, Where is Sarah thy wife? And he said, Behold, she is in the tent. And he said, God talked to Abraham, said, I will certainly return unto thee according to the time of life. And lo, Sarah thy wife shall have a son. And Sarah heard it in the tent doorway which was behind him. And verse 12 said, Then Sarah laughed within herself. Now she didn't laugh out, not out loud, but she laughed internally. But God seared the earth. And she said to her, after I am waxed old, shall I have pleasure? My Lord being whole also. That is, she was saying, even Abraham himself has, is old. That is, maybe for years they have not even been sleeping together in a sexual relationship. And that's why she was laughing and said that when we are already old, we don't even, have, we don't even sleep together for years right now. Verse 13, And the Lord said unto Abraham, Wherefore did Sarah laugh? 
saying, Shall I of a shorty bear a shell which I am old? Is anything too hard for the Lord? At the time appointed, I will return unto thee according to the time of life, as Sarah, and Sarah shall have a son. Then Sarah denied, saying, I laugh not, for she was afraid. And he said, Nay, but thou did laugh. Now, what was that? God was making us to see that he saw the heart. Even if you don't laugh out loud, just laughing internally, God can tell. Because God said the hearts and the reins. So, what were we saying here? Sarah believed after she had become friend like that and she believed God will do what she has promised to do. And the baby came. It takes faith, but it's actually the hand of God that brought the baby. So, by faith, Sarah will receive the strength to conceive a baby. That's what the Bible is saying. And through this baby that looked like dead in the womb of Sarah for years, and uh, looked like there would be no more egg there, here comes the egg, and here comes the baby, here comes Isaac. Now, what are we saying in all this chapter? We are saying, faith is believing what God said. Faith is believing what God said, and that if God said it, it shall happen, and I'm going to rest my case on it. Rest my case on it. If God said it, it shall happen. That is what faith is. God talked to Abraham and Sarah that you are going to have a son where they are already 100 years old. God said, I'm still going to bring that son next year. It happened. God said it, it will happen. So believe the word of God as it is said. And that is faith. Rest your life on that word of God. No matter what, just rest on it. Let me give you an example of what is faith here. It's an example of a man that was very old. Simeon by name. In the days of when the Lord Jesus Christ was born. And God told Simeon, a prophet, that you will not see death until you have seen the Messiah. Well, that looks like, well, when will that Messiah come? People are assuming that the Messiah will come in that generation, but they didn't know how, how what, 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 when will we appear, where, which direction is going. But God told Simeon, he will not see death until he had seen the Messiah, the Savior of the world. If, because that man believed, no matter how old he was becoming, just believe. And no matter what sickness was attacking him, people may think he may die, he may die. If he has not seen that Messiah, he should just believe that God said, I will see that Messiah until I die, before I die. See that? So no matter what the devil threw at, the, at Simeon, all he had to do is to just believe what God said. He was almost dead, but he has not seen the Messiah yet. Just believe. That is what it means to say, just believe what God said it will happen so that was an example of how to anchor your faith on the promise of God God promised it I believe it and that settles it if God says it will happen it will happen no matter what the enemy is doing to you just relax God promised me that I shall not see death no matter what sickness the enemy is attacking throwing at me I will just laugh and say I shall not see death it will not be sickness it will not be accident it will not be anything I shall not see that. Why? Because God has promised it. And I believe it. And that's the truth. That is what we are saying when we say this is how faith works. Faith is believing what God said. And anchor your life on that word of God. Don't shake. Don't move. No matter the circumstances. No matter the trembling and the quaking. God promised it. You can rest on it. There are thousands of testimonies of this kind of a thing. When it looks as if there is no job. Or when you look as if there is no money. But God has promised you that you are going to be okay. And you can see yourself years down the road that you are in good health. Or you are in good financial 
supply even though everything is bad right now just look that ahead look at the vision that god gave to you and rest your faith on that that god showed to me that i will be like this in a few years so no matter what's happening to me right now i will just ignore it and trust god to walk it through that is what faith means faith is believing what god said so the same goes for everything you can apply it in everything this is what i'm trying to make you to see Abraham believed God. God said, I will give you this land. All he has to do is to rest on that faith. Abraham believed God. God said, you will have a son through Sarah. You just have to rest his case on that. This is what faith means. Noah also believed God. God said, he was going to destroy the world, but this ark will save you. When the tumult of rain and storm and flood begin to beat on that Noah's ark, all they have to believe is, God said, this ark will sustain us. We are not going to be drowned by this flood and the blowing of the wind. That is faith. Hang in there and the law will make you through. So whatever is the promise of God that has been written in the Bible, you may say, well, God didn't talk to me directly. You can believe and rest on these promises that are already written down for the righteous in the Bible. Just make sure you are part of the righteous in the Bible. And that's all that matters. How do you become righteous to claim those promises? By accepting Jesus as your Lord and Savior. And walking with Jesus as God has promised. And that is what makes you righteous. Because the Bible said, They are righteousness of me, said the Lord. He gave promises to those who are serving him. He said that no weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper. And every tongue that shall rise up against thee in judgment thou shalt condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. And they are righteousness of me, said the Lord. You know what that means? That means all those weapons of war shall not have effect upon you. If you are the righteousness of God Through Jesus Christ we became the Righteousness of God And what are we saying If you can just believe that verse Of what I just quoted to you In the book of Isaiah If you just believe that Bible verse That God said it to me Because I am a servant of God And rest your heart on that Bible verse That if God said it, it shall happen No weapon formed against me shall prosper But it says it's for the righteous But it says, the Bible said my righteousness is of the Lord Christ has taken away my unrighteousness. He has given me his own righteousness. He has made me a child of God. So now I can claim the righteousness of Jesus Christ. If you rest your faith on that Bible verse, rest on it no matter the situation, no matter what is confronting you, no matter what weapons are brought against you, armed robbers trying to shoot you in the streets, you rest your faith in the word of God and make sure you are the righteousness of Jesus. You are in the righteousness of Jesus. Make sure you are one of those that belong to Jesus. And if you are not one of them, I want to pray for you right now so that Jesus Christ can come into your life and take charge. Bow your head and say it after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I accept you as my Lord and Savior. I belong to you right now, Jesus. I give my life to you, Jesus. Take my life and make it a new, make me a new creature in Christ Jesus. Jesus, come into my heart. Wash me with your blood. Let me sin no more. From now on, Lord, live your life through me. Thank you, Jesus. That is it, friend. Jesus Christ has already come in. And I want you to begin to read your Bible and pray daily and talk to him every time. And Jesus will begin to talk to you. And I pray, Lord, touch them that are listening. Let them be washed by the blood of Jesus Christ. Let them sin no more in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And if you have sickness in your body, I command the sicknesses to disappear. The pains and affliction go from them. And the sicknesses are removed from thee. And you are healed in the name of Jesus Christ. Be well in your body in the name of Jesus Christ. Be well in your soul in the name of Jesus Christ. That is it, friend. And God bless you. I want you to write to me so that I can send you some literature that we 
be edifying to you. Right to Evangelist Julius. Gospel Distribution Ministry, Post Office Box 71027, Phoenix, Arizona 85050, USA. On the internet, our web address is gospeldistribution.org www.gospeldistribution.org Send us email and we shall send you reply to you. Send the email to webmaster at gospeldistribution.org Jesus loves you. Faith is believing what God said. Just believe it. Rest your faith and your life on it. And make sure you are able to claim it by being the righteousness of Jesus Christ. By giving your life to Christ and walking with Him daily. And Christ said, the righteousness is of me, said the Lord. And God bless you. Turn us again next time. Amen.